Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry, connecting you with educational pieces, innovative industry products, and inspiration from industry experts. I am your host, founding director of Beauty Industry, Tamara Shaw. Today we are talking to a dear friend of mine and somebody who I've personally worked with in past positions who I know you are just going to love to hear from. Beyond excited to bring to your ears today to discuss the importance of internal health for great skin is Emma McDonald. Emma has been working in the wellness industry as a beauty therapist for over 10 years and has treated lots of different skin conditions topically, but upon further investigation found out that skin conditions are often due to internal disturbances such as digestive and hormonal influences, just to name a few. Emma furthered her education to become a naturopath to help her clients treat their underlying health conditions. Emma also created her own organic skincare line, she's a bit of a superstar, SOS Organic Skincare with the intention of minimizing unnecessary toxic exposures and delivering nutrients to the skin that are in a non-detrimental way. From SOS Organics, today we welcome the lovely Emma McDonald. Thank you so much. That was so lovely. <laughs> pleasure. Absolute pleasure. I appreciate your time. No, no, my pleasure. <laughs> so firstly, Emma, you studied as a beauty therapist and then went into naturopathy. Um, tell us about how that career change came to fruition. What were the thoughts running around in your mind when you were a beauty therapist and how did you action that plan? Yeah, well, I obviously um, studied beauty and, and have been in the industry for about 10 years, such a long time, really, when you think about it. Um, But I was always treating skin topically. And for me, I was like, I just feel like I want to know more information for my clients because the skin being the largest organ has to be giving us some kind of clue of what else is happening. You know, why are these skin conditions so prevalent? And um, I figured, obviously, it's got to be an internal issue and thought there's so much more to know. Um, I've got to go and find out the answers. I've I've got to go and find more information. So um, always being more holistically in mind, um, naturopathy was kind of that, that next link for me, looking at being able to look at the whole person. Mm, yeah, okay. And when um, when you had a look into naturopathy, um, was it daunting for you taking a look at all of those different hours, maybe that you were going to have to go to uni or the course codes and what kind of subjects you were going to be learning coming from um, beauty industry or did you think like you had a little bit of a hold or a foot in the door already having that background? Yeah, I think because when I did beauty, I really loved the science and the nutrition and all the things um, that that make up the body, I suppose, when I studied. So, yes, it was always daunting to go, oh, my goodness, I'm going to be a student again or I'm going back to study and how do I manage that with work and all of those crazy things in life. But once you realise that that next step is something that you're so passionate about, it doesn't become that daunting you go I'm gonna make it work because I know it's going to advance me in what I need to do to be able to treat and and help 
people. Mm, yeah, completely agree. When you're passionate about something, it just kind of falls into place and it just seems like a natural fit in the end, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, during consultations, um, you know, dealing with therapists and having on clients, um, we often hear clients talk about their lifestyle, which may or may not be the greatest in terms of getting their skin goals. And, you know, as a therapist listening into consultations, we can hear, you know, that clients aren't having the most healthy lifestyle. Um, How do you approach being able to give someone advice during a consultation or a diagnosis, but not giving them too much in the terms of the client will be running out of the spa or the clinic being scared into being a little bit overwhelmed with all of that advice? Yeah, well, I definitely started off by giving way too much information, even, you know, a few few years into the beauty industry once I've once I'd learned more about the skin and I you know I had to think to myself Emma you've just given them so much information that seems really normal for you and because you live and breathe it but for someone that doesn't live and breathe it you've really just overwhelmed them so for me I had to channel that okay you have only a certain amount of time in that treatment room or you know in a in a consult or whatever you've got to stick with their main concern because that's generally why they've come to you. So if it's their main concern, it's something that's bothering them. So go with that, figure out what, ask the questions and figure out what might be making that main concern worse. Um, You know, for example, acne, we see that a lot Um, and female acne within the clinic, um, beauty and naturopathy. And, um, me a lot of the time it's a hormonal trigger so that's their one concern yeah there could be a couple of other things that I go well that's actually my main concern Mm -hmm. but at the time being let's focus on this one and then we can come around to the to the other concerns later Mm -hmm. I love that and can I ask because I know this is something that scares beauty therapists in particular a lot the need for retailing and prescribing. Um, If someone was thinking, I want to do naturopathy because it's more internal health and perhaps I don't have to prescribe, would that be a true statement? Um, Sorry, say that again. (laughs) If 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 the therapist is concerned about prescribing but they want to do further further research Mm. so if I'm a beauty therapist and I'm struggling to sell products essentially you know nicely put prescribing um and I was thinking a way to get out of that and I also have an interest in naturopathy do you still prescribe things in the naturopathy profession or is it solely just based on that holistic advice oh both um so you know there is always prescription and there is always that point of someone's going to have to do something at home because you can't spend every waking moment with the public, you know, as much as you would probably to to step them through everything that they need to do. But whether you're treating skin um, on a topical level in the, in the salon or, or spa, or whether you're in a naturopathic clinic doing, you know, Um, advice on nutrition or food plans or whatever it may be it still has to come down to you giving your client information that's relevant to their concern and then going well 
this is what's happening. This is why it happens, but this is how we can get on top of it. And that will always be use something at home, come back and see me again, eat this food, you know? Mm. So there's always that no matter where you, you know, are consulting. Yeah, I think it's important to kind of make that really transparent for therapists that are, you know, thinking, oh, I don't like sales, I'll just go study something else. Um, so yeah. it, it is really, you know, the entire beauty, wellness, skin industry is about giving advice and Nothing further comes from just a little bit of words. Obviously, your client needs to take that home with them. So um, I'm glad you cleared that up for us. Um, yeah, sure. In terms of when we say internal health, and I know a lot of therapists kind of throw that word around really flippantly, what does that actually mean when we say, you know, the importance of internal health for great skin? Yeah, well, by the time a condition has manifested to come out in the skin, generally there's been a long-term imbalance internally. So, you know, our our cells function to, to function our organs, our organs function to um, make our systems work properly. So if there's something on a cellular level that's become imbalanced or um, something's not, you know, working properly, then chronic conditions can happen and and by the time it generally gets to the skin it's been hanging around for a little while i mean your body is this amazing machine that has so many different mechanisms that can you know are programmed to fix itself but if your body just doesn't have enough nutrition or it doesn't have enough um healing factors to support what it's supposed to do then it's then it's going to be really hard for your skin to kind of catch up and do it if your body and your organs can't, if that makes sense. You know, um, I think, you know, I look at the OCP, you know, the um, um, contraceptive pill and you go, well, I've stopped taking it after taking it for 20 years or something or 15 years and now my skin's breaking out or which is something I see a lot also. It's not always the reason, but um, you go, something to your body for so long and now you've stopped it it's trying to find its own way um and then that's where you have to support that underlying um internal health Mm, mm. and i love how you always say that the skin is the largest organ and i think definitely for sure clients but i also think that sometimes therapists forget that so it's on every single surface of our entire body and it, it really is kind of like a little map, isn't it, to what's going on internally almost? Yeah, exactly, 100%. Mm. Um, just touching base there on what you were saying around contraception, I think on a lot of um, product or business consultation forms, there are those questions around hormones, contraception, regular menstruation, menopause, etc. Um And I think a lot of therapists often either skip them because they're uneducated in terms of how to talk about them or they kind of dance around them because perhaps they're a little bit embarrassed or they feel like it's not really their position to pry into those kinds of areas of internal health. Um, What can our therapists be educating the client on if they're going to give any advice with inconsistent triggers around contraception and regular menstruation? Yeah, um, this is a hard one because we we don't want therapists to 
to be treating outside their scope of practice and, and what they learn. But I think for me, it's about awareness and going, okay, well, how does my cycle go? How does my body um, go each month? And, and do I get PMS? Do I get, you know, headaches or whatever my symptoms are? So I'm aware of can happen when there's imbalances hormonal if someone's just gone on the contraception I've just come off it's more about gauging for your client um what could be um a trigger so if you know it yourself and what the the points are for yourself then you're going to be aware of what is happening or triggering your client's concern. Look, when your therapists are talking about, you know, nutrition and nutrients, you know, in food choices, we did nutrition and beauty, so that's not a problem um, as long as, you know, they've learned this, as long as they're able to talk about it with confidence and reassurance for the client. So, you know, zinc or um, essential fatty acids, magnesium, vitamin C, vitamin A, they're all things that, um, our clients can get in food. So you might want to give a choice or ask a question more related to the nutrients of, of food. And if they're not getting something, that might be a link as to why then the skin is, is having a drama, you know? So, but if it is outside your scope of practice, then you really want to refer on to a specialist or a naturopath to, to be able to treat that really underlying um concern yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more and i think these days it is so common that our clients have you know pcos and endometriosis and they're having all of these internal disruptors having that bit of basic knowledge as in you know i'm hormonally responsive and producing acne therefore i'm looking along or the corners of the chin, for example, having that basic level of understanding and then referring on once um, it gets a little bit more detrimental or even if, yeah, they're not 100% confident in talking about that to a client for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, in terms of you just mentioning there the nutrients that we do get from fruits and vegetables, how does this directly affect the skin's appearance? So obviously we tell clients all the time, you know, eat your fruits, eat your vegetables, but why? Why is the point of us telling this to our clients? Because obviously everyone knows we should eat more fruit and veg, you know, but what is the real tangible reason behind why my client should be bettering their eating habits? Yeah, I mean, gosh, if only we could all... Um stick to the, the perfect diet um, all the time, you know. Um, I think for me as a naturopath, I go, look, I'm not going to tell you to cut out everything mm. at once and just don't eat it and you have to be good and don't have a drink or don't eat chocolate. And like that's just not sustainable. And I think for our clients to, you need to be mindful, you know, okay, well, not everyone can do a seven-step routine on their skin. Not everyone can eat certified organic. As much as that would be in a perfect world, you have to be willing to um, compromise with your client and be like, okay, well, this is your concern and this is what I really need you to do because of this reason. And, you know, fruits and veggies, we all know that they're packed full of nutrients that our body needs. And at the end of the day, if your body the nutrients to function a cell how is it going to be able to function an organ and a system so on and so forth so um 
yes, there are people that say, don't have too many fruits, don't have too many vegetables, stay away from the starch. Like, who do you believe? It, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as long as you're getting fruit and veg every day, it's going to help to, to fuel your body to then fuel your skin. Yeah, absolutely. I was having a conversation with my dad the other day, actually, because he has this um, outbreak on his um, body of just some kind of inflammatory response, and it's all red and dotty. And he's been seeing a few, um, you know, general GPs and dermatologists, and they keep giving him that general advice of, well, you know, your diet's not amazing. You're drinking a lot of beer. You're having a lot of takeaway, you know, and they're giving him this. So, you know, you should be really more healthy. And so when I sat down with him, I said, right, dad, I'm going to treat you as a client today. And I'm going to ask you all of these questions. And at the end, I said, well, everything you're doing is inflaming your internal organs. How about instead of just giving you that general advice of fruit and veggies, how about we look at things like your turmeric or your chamomile teas? Let's get some antioxidants into you. So from that point of view, he was like, oh, my gosh, this makes sense now because you're giving me certain foods that I have to eat and that's easy for me to do. I can go and increase turmeric in my diet or I can go and increase chamomile tea in my diet. But when you're saying generally eat better or eat more fruits and veggies, it's not really giving the client that why. So I think that's super important, hey? Yeah, definitely. So even as broad as, you know, colours of fruits and veggies, you know, getting a full colour range, mm-hmm. you know, it's not overly specific where they're like, oh, gosh, I can only eat this or I can only eat that. But it's going, okay, well, if I'm making a salad, let's make lots of colours. If I'm making a soup, let's put all of the veggies in there. But I think when you start to... Um, like bury down to to what that main concern is. Yes, you might, you know, when I'm doing a meal plan for someone that does have endometriosis or, or polycystic ovarian syndrome, I'll go, okay, well, I need to specifically tell you to stay off sugar mm. because sugar is inflammatory, but that is the sugars that you put in your tea or your coffee or soft drink and, and those kinds of things. It's not necessarily the sugars that come in fruit. So I'll still be saying, all right, well, we need to keep them a little bit lower, but I do strawberries because they're high in vitamin C. I do need you to have sweet potato because that's a good carb that that's going to help to fuel your body. You know, those, mm-hmm. those kind of specific things are so important as well. You're right. Yeah, for sure. Um, in terms of looking at internal sleep patterns this is a question that's constantly on client consultation forms and one again that I think many therapists skip over because they're either not getting enough sleep themselves so they don't feel tangible to tell that information to the client or on the flip side they just don't know the importance of sleep how does the the sleeping pattern or the way we sleep or the amount of sleep that we get actually benefit the skin this could be an episode all in its own tomorrow. <laughs> There's so many different things that play a, a role here. But um, short version is that when your body sleeps, it recharges and it repairs. So if you're not getting enough sleep, how is your body supposed to do what it's made to do? So, you know, I have a lot of clients that have issues with falling asleep. 
that's one concern. Mm -hmm. And then they might not have a problem falling asleep, but they'll wake up lots of times throughout the night. So their sleep is broken. So for me, sleep is, oh my goodness, so important for the skin um, and for you mentally, uh, for how your body functions during the day. Um, I think for therapists, how someone sleeps is really how they function throughout the day. You know, if you, you're constantly sleeping on four or five hours, your body's going to produce these hormones that, that, that disrupt the body and, and that just makes the day so much harder to, to get on top of. Um, cortisol, for instance, you know, if your body's pumping out cortisol because it just constantly thinks you're in this, this fight or flight type uh, response and you're just going because you've got to survive. Um, we have to look at that and go, that's not how this life is supposed to be led. You have to sleep because you are awake often more than, you know, you are asleep. So if you need to recharge and repair, you do it. You just have to do it. There's, there's no other way about it. Yeah, I certainly know for for myself, I am not a great getting to sleeper um, because I've got so many things on my mind and they're just ticking away. And when I'm still and I'm trying to sleep, that's when my brain is most active and I'm like, right, I have to wake up at this time, do this, get this, you know. And I think specifically as women, and I'm not putting down the men out there if you're listening, but I think that our our mental load that we carry as women is so big that it does inhibit our sleep. Um, and combine yeah. that with the fact that I've got a crazy cat um, who I'm a crazy <laughs> cat lady, if you know me, runs across my head every night, waking me up constantly. I know the difference in how that next day is going to affect my work. So, um, you know, I think it, it is really, really important that we do touch base on that. And just, you know, if you're a therapist, you need to have that basic understanding of you know, exactly as you were saying, Emma, the cortisol levels. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what the heck is cortisol levels? How does that even interfere with our sleep or how does that produce more when we don't sleep? Um, yeah, perhaps we should um, revisit this segment another day. And get yeah, another definitely. Another. It's just a sleep soul podcast. <laughs> yeah, because I know something that's really easy to give to clients is a sleep hygiene Um advice ah. and how you can create a good sleep hygiene um, before you go to bed. Mm. So, and it's really hard to, it's more of a behavioral thing than anything. Um, and it's retraining your body to go, okay, you know what? I've made my notes for the day. I totally understand um, this getting to sleep thing. I, I agree with you there. You have so many things to think about. Um, but I know if I make notes and I write it all down, then it's not continually going around in my mm. head. But but it's it's the sleep hygiene is all about making this new behaviour before bedtime, you know, no screens, no phones, um, low lighting, all that kind of stuff. And it retrains the brain to go, yep, okay, I'm ready to go to sleep now, which then helps how you sleep. Mm, I love that. I may need to um, get that advice from you off air so I can be a better sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I'm sure, you know, we've touched based on hormones, food and sleep, and that's not 
all that a uh, naturopath offers. You know, you have such a wide scale of things that you go into in terms of the importance of that internal health for great skin. Um, If we have a therapist today who is thinking about becoming a naturopath and advancing their um, career, what would your advice be to someone who is looking to travel down that pathway? Um, Just do it. I mean, if you are thinking about becoming a naturopath because you want to be able to help your clients further help their skin, um, then by all means. Um, I think, look, it is hard because it's a, it's a bachelor degree now, um, which is generally four years full time. And I mean, you probably, depending how long ago your beauty therapy diploma was, but you should be able to get some RPLs for the, you know, the basic AP one and two, um, there's a massage component within naturopathy as well. Mm. So you, you could get an RPL with that. Um, so yeah, th- there's a few different options that you can, you can take. Um, and so many, so many different great colleges out there that can, that do have the, the, um, vet fee, I think it's called the vet mm-hmm. fee help. So look, this industry is going that way. Yes. There's still a lot of people that boohoo, um, natural medicine <laughs> and, you know, there's still people that boohoo beauty therapists. So it's at the end of the day, you've got to be willing to fight for what you believe in, but it's for people. It's for re-empowering people to know their health and how they can achieve uh, better health for themselves. Yeah, I love that. Um, And so Emma, if people wanted to find out a little bit more about you or if they're in your state, where can they go to um, have a chat with you and also have a um, little sneaky peek at your product range? Yeah, so um, anyone's more than welcome to, to send me an email um, to, to touch base and ask questions. Um, my skincare is, um, I do have a website, so it is www.sosorganicskincare.com.au, but I'm sure we could probably attach it somewhere in this file. Mm. Um, as well as my email address. Um, look, if you are in, in Brisbane, in Queensland, um, I am in a clinic uh, in Ashgrove, um, Vitalita Detox and Wellness Clinic. So, you know, a big focus around digestion and, and skin health there, hormones included. But, yeah, feel free to touch base. Um, I'm always willing to to have a chat. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. And um, we will be sure when we post this episode um both on all of our um, listening devices, however you get your podcast and also the Facebook and Instagram that we link everything back to Emma. So if you want to click through and um, connect with her, which is, you know, the whole reason beauty industry exists so that you can connect with like-minded souls, um, you can do so. So um, thank you so much for joining us today, Emma. I truly, truly appreciate your time and just your insight into um, internal health for, you know, great skin. Thank you so much for having me. It's been heaps of fun. Absolute pleasure. Um, If you've liked this episode today and you've found the conversation inspiring, be sure to subscribe to our channel, share the podcast with your industry colleagues and make sure you give us that five-star rating. Um, If you're not already a community member, make sure you join via our website and you can see Emma's profile on there and make sure you're following our social media channels to stay up to date with the latest industry conversation. Um, Until next time, stay connected.
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode with Emma McDonald. Continue your learning next week as we chat with Donna Cummins-Campbell of the AWE Academy, all about learning and advancing your consultations. Until next time, stay connected.